0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com and by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello again, Scott Burgess here from the Detroit News bringing you another thrilling installment of Auto Auto Line Daily. This time for Monday, January 17th, 2011, Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the US. And with that, here are today's top stories in the automotive world. It's pretty impressive. Chrysler has worked some black magic on its boring Sebring, transforming it from a car on life support to something worth considering. In fact, the new 200 is so much better, word out of Auburn Hills is that it's good enough for Lancia. According to Autoblog, the premium Italian brand is expected to reveal a rebadged version of the sedan at the Geneva Motor Show. Rumor has it the new model will receive the Flavia nameplate, which hasn't been used since 1975. The car is expected to receive only a handful of modifications, including a Euro spec bumper, a diesel powertrain, and a manual transmission. Feast your eyes on this beauty. In totally related news, Chrysler just released photos and information about the convertible version of the 200. I know you've all been champing at the bit for news about this drop-top, so here it is. As you'd expect, it benefits from the same improvements the sedan received, including new interior and exterior styling, updated powertrains, and many other refinements. Buyers can choose between a retractable hardtop and a traditional cloth roof. No word yet on how much the Chrysler 200 convertible will cost or when it'll go on sale but we'd bet it'll be more and later than its sedan counterpart. Can you guess which automaker is concerned about the safety of EVs? Time's up. If you guessed Volvo, you'd be right. Rather than display a sexy new model at the Detroit Auto Show, Wards reports the Swedish company unveiled a mangled C30 EV. This hatchback was crashed into an offset barrier at 40 miles an hour. Volvo did this to illustrate a point. Engineers went out of their way to put the battery packs in non-crumple zones. They did this to minimize deformation of the pack during a crash. The car's 660-pound lithium-ion cells takes up space where the fuel tank normally goes. In multiple crash tests, the battery pack and its wires remain completely intact. Volvo thinks this is the most optimal place to package a battery. Earlier this month, we reported the UAW will step up its efforts this year to organize a foreign transplant factory in the US and now the union is taking its message to Washington DC. According to my paper of choice, the Detroit News, more than 1,000 former and current members will attend a conference this week on Capitol Hill. They'll discuss the union's legislative and political priorities and meet with members of Congress about the UAW's efforts to get foreign automakers to agree to the rules that will make it easier for workers to form a union. And speaking of unions, Workers at a Fiat plant in Italy agreed to concessions over the weekend. According to the AP, the deal links pay increases to productivity, but it also limits workers' right to strike and reduces break times and sick pay. CEO Sergio Marchionne says the agreement will allow Fiat and Chrysler to create a globally competitive company that can build six million cars annually by 2014. Last week, Toyota unveiled new vehicles that will be part of the Prius family. But what should they be known as? Priuses, Prii, or something else? Well, Toyota doesn't know either, and they want your help. According to the Detroit Free Press, the company is polling people at the Detroit Auto Show and on its website about what it should call its Prius hybrids. You can choose a Prius, Prius, Prii, Preen, or Preem. Toyota plans to announce the winner at the Chicago Auto Show next month. Mercedes just released photos of its 2012 SLK Roadster, that will go on sale later this year. Aside from new styling, the SLK offers a a more fuel-efficient engine. It's standard with a direct-injection four-cylinder that's mated to a six-speed manual transmission, which produces just over 200 horsepower. Combined fuel economy is 27 mpg. An optional direct-injection V6 is also available, and it cranks out more than 300 horsepower. The 2012 SLK Roadster is the first Mercedes to offer what it calls a panorama Vario roof with magic sky control. It's a glass roof that switches to light or dark at the press of a button. The light mode is virtually transparent, offering an open air experience. The dark mode provides shade and prevents the sun from heating up the interior. Look for the SLK Roadster in showrooms this summer. Coming up next, a look at the updated Jeep Wrangler. We'll be back right after this. Jeep is playing a big part in Chrysler's renaissance, and every model in its lineup is getting upgraded for 2011. Auto Line Daily's Craig Cole has more.
1: The Jeep Wrangler is America's original off-road SUV, and whether it's the two-door model or the four, it's been that way for 70 years or better. For 2011, the company has made some important changes to this off-road vehicle. On the outside, uh, the higher-end Sahara versions get a nice body-colored hardtop, but the biggest changes they made were the redecorating that they did inside. And Chrysler designers did a lot more than rearrange the furniture and hang new drapes. The Wrangler gets a brand new instrument panel, a chunky new steering wheel, and a bunch of other upgrades. But don't think they've turned it into a Lexus ES. Fear not. A more comfortable Wrangler does not mean a less rugged one. And then the
0: interior is all new for the, for the vehicle. So it has a, a lot softer touch interior to it. Gone are the hard plastics. Uh, Some NVH
1: work has been done to it, and it's just a much more livable car. All the capability of the Wrangler is still there. The 2011 model's interior is light years ahead of the 2010s, which looks like it was made out of plastic building blocks. Sure, more soft materials would be nice, but that's what the Grand Cherokee is for. This is still a vehicle you can pull the doors off and hose it out if you get it dirty inside. Of course, the Wrangler isn't the only model in Jeep's lineup that's receiving upgrades for 2011. Every one of them has been touched in some way, and what's remarkable about that is Chrysler did it all in just a year. Talk about a grueling schedule. Uh, You know, we were pretty desperate and we
0: weren't gonna fail at something doing something like that. Uh, The interior for the Wrangler was actually sort of already in play beforehand, but we sped that up as we went along. Not bad for a crash project. Now, all you have to do is drop the new Pentastar V6 under the Wrangler's hood to really give it the performance it deserves. We'll have more on some of the upgraded Jeep models in future episodes of AutoLine Daily, so stay tuned. And that'll do it for today's show. Again, I'm Scott Burgess of the Detroit News. If you can't get enough of your favorite auto critic, me, I invite you to join my all-new Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com slash Once more, that's facebook.com Drive. I'm giving away a Michelin Man I stole from the Wall Street Journal at the Detroit Auto Show to one of the lucky people who likes the page. So, get in on the action. Like it early, like it often, and remember, you've got to play to win. Oh, and one more thing join AutoLine tonight for Open Line, the best automotive call in program around. Just dial 218 936 6581. Again, that's 218 936 6581. The pin to get in is 15393. That's 15393. And with that, we're all done here. Thanks for watching, I'll catch you next time.